Welcome to Teeth Talk on News Radio 680 WPTF with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Good Sunday afternoon to you. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann. Dr. Mann, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Excellent. Yeah. excellent. Summer is about finished. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It is. It is. It's almost time for uh, the fall and for football, but uh, back to school, everything's going on. This is a fun time of year. Yeah, football is here and... You know, whether you're a state Carolina or Duke fan, you got to be excited. Yep, you, know? you, you certainly or do. Or Wake Forest. Let's not forget Wake no, Forest. No, no, can't forget them. ECU. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go through the whole list here. Someone's going to call in. Hey, you, for, you oh, forgot about exactly. App State. <laughs> well, oh, ASU. Let's not forget yeah, about that. No, no, no. Can't forget about them. Well, uh, speaking of things along the line of football, we've got an interesting topic lined up here today, and that is with dental trauma and you know there's there's plenty of injuries that you can have uh related to the mouth with sports so uh what are the types of things that that you see regularly with uh with your practice well it's a good question you know we're at that time of year where sports start back and you can get dental trauma whether it's sports or not but we see a lot of our dental trauma sports related um and uh you know some of the things that can happen is you know you, you know majority of, of the ones that we see are front teeth related you know, um, elbow to the to the face. Um, you know, someone forgot to wear their mouthpiece and they got hit with a you know helmet, fist, whatever it may be. Um, soccer, we see them in soccer, uh, basketball, football, hockey, whatever it may be, we see them in, in pretty much all sports. And um, a lot of it's um, hitting the teeth and, and of course them becoming loose. Okay, or what we call a vols, which means they've completely come out of the socket and and they're on the ground. Or fracture, you know that's that's the main things that we see. And um, the other the other thing that can occur is you may not um, hurt your teeth at all, but you can hurt your temporomandibular joint. So when you hit that lower jaw, if your lower jaw and you don't have a mouth guard in there um, to protect, and you hit that upper jaw and it bangs up against your top teeth, it pushes that upper joint straight up into the socket, and you can actually damage your your joint, especially if you're in those years where you're still growing. It can actually stop the growth. Um, there's studies out there that show that if you hit that lower jaw just right and push those joints up, that the condylar growth will actually be um, be impeded and stopped, and that means that your lower chin will not grow out completely um, like it should. So um, there's a lot of things to consider when when trauma uh, it, when a trauma patient comes into my office. The other thing is you, you know you can actually cause soft tissue damage. Which is usually easily repaired, but um, you know stitches usually repairs that, um, um, and you can also cause uh, some nerve damage in certain areas. So um, down to breaking, even breaking your your jaw. So there's there's quite a few things that we see in our practice. So when you're talking about nerve damage, you know how how would you know if you have something like that? What are the symptoms? That's a good question because usually people that knock their teeth out um, usually have nerve damage. Um, very seldom do they not get it eventually in their life, but the nerve is in the center of the tooth, and when you um, when you damage the blood flow or blood supply to that nerve, you you end up killing that nerve. So even if a, a tooth is hit very hard, or it comes out and we have to put it back in, or if you or if you uh, uh, fracture the tooth really close to the nerve, the nerve can die, and um, that is usually symptoms of severe pain. You know. Um, when you drink something hot or cold, that, that feeling of it being hot or cold doesn't go away quickly. It lingers on and on. Um, you can even have your tooth discolor. Um, in trauma, we can see where teeth start discoloring, turning black, 
sometimes oh, red if they yeah. start bleeding internally. Um, sometimes, you know, a dark blue just depends on on the type of trauma that person has and the actual individual. Um, the other things is if you start feeling a swelling in your gum, and usually after um, a trauma, we'll put we'll put the patient on antibiotics. But if that swelling continues and you get a bad taste in your mouth, that's usually that you have an infected tooth. Could be that your nerve has died and isn't creating that infection. So, um, but the nerve is a very important thing. We try to save it, but in many times with trauma, the nerve ends up dying. Um, now, what does that mean? Does that mean I'm going to lose my tooth? You know, a lot of people, are like, oh no, I'm going to lose the tooth. Doesn't mean that necessarily. We can do something called a root canal. Which basically a root canal is when we go in, if the tooth is fully developed, and even if it's partially developed, we can go in, take the center out of the of the, of the tooth, which is the root, uh, which is the nerve. We clean that out really good, and then we seal that back off. It's called a root canal, and basically that keeps bacteria from getting back up into that canal and causing infections. For the most part, the tooth can be saved, and the person can go in comfortably, not have to worry about losing that tooth. Um, they may down the road have to get future treatment, but in many instances, we see a success with that if the nerve dies. Yeah, that's that's great to know that you know it's not a complete loss if yes, something like is. that happens. Because you know that's one of the fears for the dentist and the parent and or the the person who 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 got the trauma is no one wants to lose their front teeth. Let's face it. Yeah. You, know, you can lose a back tooth. Some people don't like it, but most people can get by and not worry about it. But from a cosmetic standpoint. Um, and, and from a chivalry standpoint, no one really wants to lose, <laughs> lose a front tooth, right? Yeah, and as you said, it, it can be avoided. So, Yeah, that's uh, something that you certainly want to avoid. And uh, if you have a situation like that, you might want to schedule an appointment with Dr. Mann by calling 919-462-9338. That's 919-462-9338. You can also go online to smileman.com. That's man with two N's, smileman.com. We're going to continue our conversation all about dental trauma right after this. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with. Dr. Charles Ashley Mann of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry talking all about dental trauma today. And Dr. Mann, we were talking about uh, how many of this uh, these these traumas or uh, injuries are related to sports. But during the break, we, we were having a little conversation about, you know, that's not always the case with dental trauma. Sometimes it can be something completely unrelated to being on a field or a court. Yeah, you know, the, we see, you know, sports, uh, a fair share of sports, but you know, accidents as well. People falling down in the bathroom. We had one not too long ago. They busted, you know, their chin. Uh, they did some soft tissue uh, trauma, which took quite a few stitches, and then and then they they broke a few teeth. Um, that is unavoidable. You don't have a night. You don't right. have a mouth guard in protecting you know. So, um, and that is unavoidable. Um, same same in a restaurant. We see sometimes you know bones are left in food. Something hard like a, a shell of a a nut. It can, you know, if you bite down on it and you're unaware that there's going to be there, it can cause trauma to your teeth, whether it's fracture, you know, uh, whether it's damage to your nerves. So, um, you know, it, well, it, but all traumas are kind of treated the same um, in, in a sense. Uh, if, if you bite down and your tooth becomes loose, whether it's from falling on the ground or from a sports, we treat it the same. 
Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's put ourselves in the scenario. You know, either yeah. you or I are playing a game, or you know, walking around, and and this some sort of dental trauma happens, where either you you get a tooth knocked out, or you take a very hard hit, you have a fracture or some damage. What do we do? What what's the best procedure for someone to do once they experience something like this? Well, the first thing you would do is you want to find the tooth, you know, or parts of the teeth, you know, and try to find them as quickly as possible. You know, the key is you want to try to get to a dentist within the, within the first 30 minutes. Okay, that's key. Every, you know, 10 to 15 minutes after that first 30 minutes, the chances of that tooth getting back healthy again so that nothing has to be done like a root canal um, goes down significantly. Um, the second thing you want to do is um, you want to pick up that tooth when you find it very, very carefully. Okay, there's, there's a part of the tooth called the root, which is the root long slender part, and there's the part that's called the crown, which is the part that we see in the mouth. Mm-hmm. So you want to pick that tooth up, uh, whoever's probably, not, if, if it's just you, but hopefully there's someone else there with you, but if not, and you want to make sure that you don't touch that root because that root has fibers and it's very, very volatile. The next thing you want to do is you, tr- if you have an emergency kit, usually there's saline inside of that. You want to use saline, whether it's eye saline, nose saline, or whatever. You want to gently rinse that root off to make sure there's no debris. Don't scrub it with your fingers or anything, just rinse to make sure all the dirt is off. If you don't have um, uh, uh, a saline, you can use milk, okay? Um, or you can use even your own saliva. Try to stay away from water if you can, but if that's all you all you have, that's okay too. But water tends to swell the cells and it makes it a little bit more difficult. But the, the third thing you want to do is, um, after you rinse, excuse me, the fourth thing, is you want to try to put that tooth back into the space that it was knocked out of, okay? Especially if it's all the way out and you see the root. Try to get it back up in that little socket, but make sure that it's, it's, it's the right direction. Make sure that that is facing the right direction. Don't put the tongue side to the front and vice versa. And the best way to do that, uh, uh, to know that, is to look at the teeth on either side. And if, and if they match up and they look normal, then that that's usually the case. If that tooth is turned around, it will not look normal, and yeah. you'll know. But get it up in there. Usually you won't have pain at that point because the socket is already numbed from the trauma. Um, and uh, usually a clot has formed and the blood has formed, so you don't really have a lot of a lot of uh, nerve endings in, up in there. Um, and the next thing you want to do is try to stop the bleeding. You know, concentrate on that if there's any soft tissue wounds or anything. But try to get that that tooth back up in there as quick as you can because we have these things called ligaments that surround our teeth and the sockets. And if we can get that back in there, those ligaments will actually reattach. So that tooth will become reattached again. Um, and then um, if you cannot get that tooth back in that socket, you know, you have a child that's not being cooperative or the person's just in severe pain or they're, let's face it, they could be knocked out. You know, you want to place that tooth in a plastic cup if you can. Something, I, I don't like uh, uh, glass because it's hard and you want to be gentle on that, uh, that root that we talked about. So place it in a plastic cup. Try to put saline. If you don't have saline, milk. If you don't have milk, then use your saliva. Um, the saliva does have bacteria in it, but it's not like water, and it won't, it, you know, it'll it'll preserve that that tooth better. Um, and you want to try to get that back to the dentist office or wherever you can to get an implant within a couple hours. Um, usually after that, you know, it, it's going to be hard to get that tooth back in. When the patient comes in, we can talk about that procedure, um, which is you know what the dentist does after after. 
they, they come into the office um, with a tooth out because that's, that's also very uh, a totally different process. But the key for someone, parent, friend, or whatever that's around that is to get that tooth back in that socket as quick as possible. Gotcha. That's that's yeah. good advice because I I didn't know any of this. I mean, this is I I thought that you know if a tooth comes out, that's it. That's, that's it. it. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that that's great. That's yeah. good to know. So basically, let's yeah. let's run through that again. If a, a tooth gets knocked out, uh, what are what are the don'ts that you you don't want to yeah. do? So you want to you, you don't you definitely want to get the tooth. So you don't yeah. want to leave the tooth on the ground. You want to get that tooth. You want to rinse it off with saline, milk, saliva if you have to, water. Get it back in that socket the right direction um, so that, uh, you know, it, it looks like the teeth on either side of it. Okay, and then get them to the dentist as quick as you can. Yeah, as quick as you can. And you said if, if you, you can, can get within 30 minutes, that's yes. kind of the if you golden can, window there. Put that tooth in a cup. If you can't get it back into the, the space or the socket, put that tooth back in. Put it in a soft cup, plastic or paper preferably, and cover the tooth with saline milk or saliva yeah and and you folks, gotta keep it wet may, yeah. maybe they should give the office a call as they're oh, yes, heading there as well yeah, to kind of give you a heads up <laughs> excellent excellent and we'll meet them there well we're gonna go over uh, what happens after the trauma and you know how you handle the the steps after that you know after they've gone to visit you after an emergency s- situation and we'll cover that right after this you're listening to teeth talk with dr charles ashley mann you can find more about him at smileman.com that's smileman with two n's m-a-n-n Com. A quick break and back. Thank you so much for listening to Tea Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Stick around. News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Jason Kong here with you. Thank you so much for joining us. We're talking all about dental trauma and uh, and how serious that can be. It's something that uh, parents need to be aware of as kids go, head back to school and they're out playing sports and intramurals and um, you know after school hanging out having fun around the neighborhood. This is something that everyone should kind of perk up and listen to because we've sort of gone over the steps that you need to uh, take care of if you experience dental trauma or if you're around someone who experienced dental trauma and the best steps that you can do to preserve that tooth. And Dr. Mann, let's, let's sort of go over what happens next after that. You know, what happens when you step in? Yeah. So when we, when the patient comes into the dental office, our first thing is to get them comfortable, you know, they're already in, in in pain usually. Um, so our first thing is to get them numb. And, you know, we use a pre-numbing gel to get them super numb so that when we, you know, give them the anesthetic, they don't feel it. Um, most of them are already in a little bit of state of, of numbness because of the trauma to area. But once we get them numb, the next thing we have to do is um, if they're bleeding, we have to stop the bleeding. We have to get that bleeding to stop so that we can assess everything. And of course we don't want every, you know, we want the, you know, the bleeding to stop because that's important. Um, this, the third thing we do is we, we take an x-ray. You know, the x-rays are very important because we can't see what's below the gum line. And so we have to evaluate what's below the gum line as well as above the gum line. We can see the crown part of the tooth that we talked about, but we can't see that root, especially if someone's put it back into place. Um, you know, people come in with traumatized teeth that are just loose that haven't come out. Um, they come in with the broken uh, down below the gum line, but they're still in. Um, and sometimes they come in with they're completely out. So there's a bunch of different scenarios. We also have to check the bone around the teeth to make sure the bone's not fractured. Um, and also make sure that there's no other, you know, 
uh, possibilities of, of trauma that, that have occurred in other areas of, of the mouth, um, soft tissue wise. So um, there's a lot of things that we check for. Uh, once we um, look at that x-ray, if we see that, a, that the root is fractured completely uh, all the way through, with baby teeth, we don't do much but stabilize those, okay? And um, we don't do root canals right away or whatever. We just stabilize them. And what we do is we basically find uh, two teeth that are usually on either side that are, that are strong, and we splint the teeth to those teeth so that it, that tooth has uh, can't move at all. And usually, believe it or not, it, it, it fares great, man. The um, ligaments come in, they grow in, and, and the, the young person can keep that tooth. Um, on occasion, though, if, if, if they, they do a lot of damage and um, we can't get it back stable, then uh, they end up losing those teeth. The good news with, with the, the baby teeth is they have another one that's going to come in. Right. Um, but we can do, if the, if the patient's very young, we can do some things, you know, to help with, you know, missing teeth if, if, if the parent has a problem with them missing their front teeth. Um, with an adult now, it's totally different. With an adult um, tooth, which can be as early as age six in the front, um, we uh, look at to see if that, that root is fractured through. And we have different types of x-rays. We can take PAs. We can also, I have a 3D x-ray in my office. If the root is fractured all the way through, the prognosis is usually not that very good um, on an adult tooth. Um, there's not too many things that we can do, especially if it's a certain um, distance below the gum line. Um, we end up usually taking that tooth out. Um, if the tooth is um, traumatized and loose, but there's no signs of any fractures, we would do just like we do with that baby tooth. We would actually anchor it to either side uh, of the teeth that are, that are firm, make it so it doesn't move. Those ligaments grow right back in. Okay. We do have to be careful, though. We have to watch that tooth, um, usually for about six months to a year, because in many permanent teeth after trauma, your, believe it or not, your body starts resorbing the tooth from the inside out. It's called internal resorption. And so we have to be careful, because if we, if we see that um, start, then, of course, we have to, we have to do a root canal and uh, to try to stop that resorption from occurring. The other thing that we talked about that can happen earlier is your, t your nerve can die, and we have to do a root canal usually right away. That would occur if it was going to occur. Um, the other thing is the tooth fractures. You know, there's many ways to fix a fractured tooth. If you have the piece, believe it or not, that fits perfectly back in, that fractured off, a lot of times we can just bond that right back into place, and the tooth is good as new, and you don't even really see anything, um, which is... is would be a great thing to happen yeah, right? you know, if, if you had to have trauma. Um, third thing is if uh, you know if it fractures and it's fairly deep, then sometimes we do have to put a crown on the tooth to protect it so that you know your biting force doesn't break it off any further. Um, but those are usually the things that that occur. Um, nothing that uh, that can't be handled. Uh, you know, usually in that same day, we don't like to put crowns on um, until all the trauma has been healed. And we know that that tooth is not going to um, move anymore. So usually if a tooth person breaks the tooth and the tooth is loose, we will um, put a temporary crown on that tooth and stabilize that tooth until that root gets firm again. Um, but, um, you know, the teeth are magnificent, uh, especially our periodontal ligaments. They, they have a great way of growing back in after trauma and getting that tooth tight again. And that's why orthodontics works so well. You know, if you think about it, we move teeth to where we want them to be, and then our ligaments grow back around them. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's good. 
Yeah, not many other, uh, I guess, areas of your body. body parts, you, can, yeah. <laughs> you can do that. I want my ears on the back of my head. No, that doesn't quite work like that. Well, this may be a no-brainer, Dr. Man, but what are some of the ways that we can prevent this trauma from happening? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, you know, is a mouth guard. You know, and 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 we got to we got to remember that the sports that we don't think are going to cause trauma. You know, I see more basketball injuries than any other injury, to believe it or not. You wow, know, that's you surprising. You, you don't see as many football injuries, but but hockey you see. Um, but hockey's getting better at requiring young kids to wear you know the mouthpieces. Um, but basketball and soccer, you know, is not considered a contact sport. And a lot of kids don't wear them. And, you know, you get a foot to the mouth, you get an elbow, even the ball, believe it or not, you know, coming at full speed. And suddenly, you know, you've got teeth that have been knocked out, a position, loose, broken, whatever it may be. So that is the number one thing. I do recommend a fitted night guard that's that's done professionally because they do um, last longer and they, and they protect your teeth better. Um, and they're more comfortable, so kids are more likely to wear them. And uh, so I, I do recommend those, and they look cool. Yeah, you know? <laughs> we yeah. can we can do it in all different colors. I think a lot um, of basketball players have kind of made yes. that a cool. You see thing. a lot of college players now wearing them. Yeah, you know, when I was growing, you know, I'm an older guy now, 48. No one in basketball no. ever wore, yeah. you know, in college basketball. But you are starting to see, even in the pros, you're starting to see it uh, more common. You know, you can see them at the foul line usually. Yeah, yeah, out they've got shooting, it hanging you know, out. It's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would say that's the number one thing. Um, if you know you're going to be in a contact sport, make sure you get one made, and then make sure you go through and wear it. Yeah, you know? that's great advice. Great advice. And again, if uh, if you're in a situation where uh, you're experiencing dental trauma, or uh, maybe you've experienced something recently and you need to get it checked out, schedule an appointment with Doctor Man by calling nine one nine. 9338 919-462-9338. Or maybe you have a child and you want to get that uh, mouth guard made or, or something that is more uh, uh, on the trendy side and looks a little bit cooler and feels a whole lot better than the stuff that you might uh, pull off the shelf at a, a local store. You can uh, head over to smileman.com. That's smile, M-A-N-N.com. You can also email Dr. Man. That's D-R-M-A-N-N at smileman.com d-r-m-a-n-n at smile m-a-n-n dot com and dr man uh, folks can reach out to you there as well right that's right you know emergencies happen you know we're we're on call 24 hours and uh you know we we will actually take pride in meeting people and try to help them save their tooth that's one of the things that dentists love is helping uh, people save their teeth, and time is of the essence when you have an emergency. So definitely call. Yeah, act quickly, call, and, and get there yeah. as soon as you can. Well, Dr. Mann, we're about to wrap up today's session, but what can folks expect to hear next week? We are going to talk about, believe it or not, implants. After someone loses a tooth and they can't be saved, what can we do to replace them? Excellent. That's a, a good way to continue our conversation yes. <laughs> here. We'll do that next week. We hope you'll join us at 4.30 right here on News Radio 680 WPTF. Reminder, Dr. Mann has offices in Cary at 315 East Chatham Street and also in Garner off of Highway 70. You can find uh, past episodes of this program at WPTF.com. On behalf of Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, I'm Jason Kong. Thank you so much for listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Have a wonderful Sunday.